the college football experience weekday preview and picks for Tuesday through Friday and DFS episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added pickup scorchers where you can win a hundred times the amount of money you enter. That's right, folks. Turn five into five hundred in just one game. Plus, every Sunday they're giving away a hundred thousand dollars. Use the promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a hundred percent deposit bonus up to five hundred dollars. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use the promo code SGPN and get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today, people. Plus, the NBA is back, and so is the NBA Gambling Podcast. To celebrate, we're giving away an NBA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog for all the details. Once again, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog for all of those details. And remember as always folks too, let it ride. Hey, this is Derek Stevens. I'm the owner of circuit Las Vegas. You're listening to FGPN. Let it ride. I got the FCS shit in the background. We're just going from one show to the other show, but we have, we have a loaded weekday slate, a lot of games uh, that I'm excited to watch. It's good week. I'd say better than most weeks, but still, still we'll get to a couple games that probably could have been added to make it a little bit better, but definitely you're wondering who the hell you're listening to. That's fair. My name is Colby Swiggin database, Dan, AKA pick. Don D. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. Uh, Would have killed a normal man, but nah. Now that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was, was like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. Mm. We got a loaded slate. Two games Tuesday. Two games Wednesday. Four games Thursday, two FCS games. And two games Friday, one FCS game included. Still, when I look and I see Tulsa SMU on a Saturday. When I see UMass and Army on a Saturday, <laughs> when I see UConn, Boston College on a Saturday, I mean I can go on. Memphis, North Texas, East Carolina, UTSA, Southern Miss, App State. You can go on and on. Arkansas State, ULM. I mean, come on, put this on the weekday, folks. Shit, give us a marquee game like Wyoming, Boise, too. Um. All right, I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for former, former. Uh, well, like, well, first off, the DFS God himself. How about that? We invite you to come play DFS with us Tuesday. Sign up Wednesday. We're gonna have another show dropping on Thursday for the Thursday night action, the Friday night action, the Saturday day, the Saturday night action. All right, give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking. Brew making tobacco living, the free lack giving farmer, farmer, her in the basketball league. I'll be giving up red Nick in the place to be. There we go. What's going on, man? I mean, just a wild week. I actually had a pretty bad, like I didn't have the greatest week of uh, picks week eight wise, but it was a great week at a college football with the exception of some of those calls. I, I, I want to get your opinion on the, uh, the, some of those big time calls, like the Iowa punt return. <laughs> well, yes. Uh, so I had a decent betting weekend. I was seven and four, and it was it was close to being nine and two. 
And that's one of the games where I was betting Iowa minus four and a half. And when I'm, when I'm watching that punt return, I'm doing a celebration dance. Cause I, I, I see that cashing. And then the, the fact that they returned that, I mean, what in the hell? I mean, yeah, we've watched a lot of football. <laughs> I put up with how much football we've watched up there with you know, the top of, of, of people our age. And, and I've never seen anything like that before. Complete horse shit. Well, what's I mean, crazy is they showed the tweets or someone from his other returns that game where he did the same thing. Really? And they don't call anything there. Yeah, and what's crazy is you're not supposed to be able to review that. It has to be a, it has to happen in the field where they call it. Yeah. So then they review that. It just makes you wonder. Uh, yeah. So I missed that game. And then I missed, I was also on the uh, Alliant Eye, which was looking good for shit. Most of that game, 90% of that game. So it could have been a very nice nine and two week, which would have been, you know, a real nice feather in my cap, but seven and four, hey, I, was, I, I still made money. Uh, the games I missed uh, Clemson, dude, that's just pathetic. You know, Miami on their backup quarterback. Clemson's is awful. Their offense is awful. Yeah. Um, and then Arkansas just did not show up. And I, I know you were on that as well. You know, three points at home against Mississippi state. Unbelievable. But, but you're right. It was a good weekend. I mean, just look at the top 10, a lot happened in the top 10. I mean, Washington almost lost. I mean, uh, USC lost. How about the Utah Utes? You want to talk about that for a second? I mean, Utah with a walk-on quarterback beats the reigning Heisman Trophy champion. That's the best part about football. That's the best part about football is that you can do that. Such a great program. Like, how can you not root for Utah? You know, they don't get all the talent that some of the other, you know, like Oregon or USC does, but they're so well coached fundamentally sound. They just have tough players. And you know, I mean, it, yeah, they're cam risings, you know, out again. So what, you know, it just, yeah. uh, they just win and that's all they do. It's, it's wonderful to watch, but let's also talk about the lock battle, <laughs> the lock battle in Columbus, one of 16 on third downs. And that one came <laughs> with under a minute left. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, I, I like to think that I kind of pegged this pretty accurately. I said Ohio State and Jim Knowles, their defense is a lot better than it's been the last few years. And Drew Aller on the road is very questionable, and that's kind of exactly what happened. I'm going to put a little bit of that on Franklin, though. They did not take any shots. You have look. I don't care if you have, I don't care if you have Frank Gore Jr. at quarterback, right? At least take shots down the field to make the defense stress out. Agreed. The, like they were just playing to lose, in my opinion. Right. right. Uh, right. Your other points were valid, right? Your other points were valid, but I still didn't come away thinking like Ohio State is some this this awesome football team. Did you? No, 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 me neither. But it's a different Ohio State team. They don't win, you know, putting up gaudy offensive stats. This is more of a, a an offense that isn't very good, but the defense is pretty damn good. It appears. Yeah, um, we still want to see him against a like, really good offense, but I mean, we kind of thought that's what we, we thought Penn State had at least you know an above average offense. Yeah, yeah, very you know, true. We'll see, but so what? Two top ten teams lose, Penn State being one, the other being UNC, which was just absolutely fantastic, hilarious. <laughs> Patty C you know, called for Virginia on the money line, twenty four point his, dog. His stone cold lock of the week. I mean, uh, yeah, UNC, they always do this. I didn't think it was going to be against UVA. We mentioned maybe against Georgia tech next week or, or further, further down the road against Duke or NC state or something, but uh, they always do this. UNC can never be trusted. Um, but then yeah, in the, the other teams in the uh, top 10 that just barely survived like Washington, Oklahoma, Texas, right, let's uh, uh, who's the most counterfeit out of like between Washington, Oklahoma, Texas, and Florida state. Because I think if Riley Leonard finishes that game, I think Florida state loses. Yeah. Yeah. You might be right. I think Duke's actually pretty damn good though. The most counterfeit of those teams, I would say is probably, I'm going to sound like a hater, but probably the big 12 teams there, probably Oklahoma and Texas. Yeah. Well, Quinn Ewers is now out. Did you see the spot in that game? Were you watching that game? No, I did not watch. I, I did not get most eyes on this game. No, didn't watch it. That is the worst call of the season, in my opinion. That's worse yeah. than that. It's worse than the punt to me because the spot was so obvious that. And I heard your recap show, and you're right. It always seems like the spot always favors the big school. It well, always it, goes the biggest the small school. The, the thing that makes me the crazy conspiracy is conspiracy theorist is like it's one thing to get the spot wrong, but to not review a play that is so important to the game. 
Yeah. Uh, when when you know college football doesn't have the NFL thing where you have to throw the flag. College football reviews all plays. They say, I find it ironic that we review all these plays that are pointless sometimes. I mean, shit. Me and Patty C watched. <laughs> me and Patty C watched the Utah U- USC game on a fourth and one where a guy gets like five yards. They reviewed. <laughs> they right, reviewed right. that. And right. yet you can't review this mom- like gigantic play. I find it. I find it too much of a coincidence. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, it, and it will definitely wouldn't happen the other way around. If, if, if Texas was down and, and they needed to get a first down, you know, you damn sure they'd be reviewing that. So now speaking of reviewing things, uh, you know, Michigan state's under fire. Did you get the trivia question? Right. Uh, who, uh, who was when you know who was leading the uh, what was how was it phrased I forget but uh, who was leading the German army in in uh, 1942? Uh, <laughs> interesting, you know. I I don't know why we're making such a big deal out of this thing because they weren't like promoting it like hey go Hitler. It's just trivia. I mean, it's, it's, just it's really a it's, it's a softball. Like who doesn't know that? Like come on. That's yeah. that's the real crime here is that they threw that question <laughs> on there. Can we get something a little bit more challenging? Yeah. Okay. And, and, and you know, we don't want to delete our history here. This thing really happened. It should we should be talking about this. They're not saying they're on team Hitler here. You know, I don't understand. Uh, Ma- Magic no, Johnson issues an apology on Twitter. The fuck's so going you, on here? You can't pose a trivia question where Hitler is the answer, huh? <laughs> that's off limits these days. Yeah, I know. What's <laughs> going on here? I like and I love how Magic Johnson. That's the tweet he sends out saying he's embarrassed by Michigan State. They only had Mel Tucker situation. Guys on phone calls with the rape victim. Uh, you know, who knows what, what's why he's married? You got Larry Nasser. You got all this other shit going on over the past ten I guess years. The, the timing though isn't ideal. Like we all know what's going on. You know, in Israel and and <laughs> so the the timing isn't ideal to you know. But still, I mean, give me a break. I'm just waiting for see uh, East Carolina should do this one. Uh, what is the island where everyone went to have? Uh, <laughs> Come on! You, speaking of UNC, I bet you Mac Brown knows. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That'd be offensive to North Carolina fans because Mac would be. Who put that up there? Um, <laughs> uh, okay. Other outcomes. I mean, so I wanted your take on Duke. Duke. I think Duke is going to actually, if as long as Riley Leonard's healthy. I actually think they're going to beat Louisville this weekend. I'm sold. That's the thing. I got into it with a lot of Florida State fans over the past t- two days. I thought Duke was winning the line of scrimmage on offense and defense before the Riley Leonard injury. Yeah. So the question is, I mean, did we try to bring him back too soon? Uh, and it, even in the game, he wasn't 100%. Shit, he wasn't even 75%. He couldn't really run at all. He had yeah. one, yeah. He had one run of like 15, 20 yards, but you could tell like he wasn't moving the way he, he usually does. You know, so and then he gets injured, and you so that you're always thinking like, did they bring him back too soon? What if they just sat him for Florida State and and got him completely healthy for Louisville? But I mean, I don't know. I guess the rear view is always, you know. So, well, is he healthy? I don't know. I don't think so. So I think it's gonna be a tough game again. Uh, we saw what the backup did, and that wasn't much of anything. And there's a big know, drop off. Yeah, for there sure. There is a big drop off. Right, for sure. But the other thing we should discuss before moving on to next week is coaches. And I know I think we're locked up in this. The fact that a coach has to go for it all the time now. No questions asked. Dude. Because because analytics say. Hold on. Arizona State. Did you see the end of this one? No. So <laughs> that, that game was all way too late for my East Coast. I, I figured, I figured. But Arizona State was up uh seven to six, right? They go for a fourth down. I think it was, if memory serves me correct, fourth and three or fourth and four, yeah. uh, which would have been a chip shot field goal. They're at the five yard line or something, ten yard line, something like that. So they could have made the game ten to six. Washington had didn't score an offensive touchdown the entire game. They go for a fourth down, and even more hilarious is they throw a ninety yard pick six. Yeah. Um, we've lost our minds with the coaching I, thing. Like what, what game? What game were you thinking of? Well, there's a couple of them. Uh, what what game was it where someone went for it on like fourth and twelve or something rather than kicking a field goal? Yeah. Uh, uh, wait, it was probably early on, and because I no, remember you texting me, was it? It was, was it was it was crazy. I was like, what are they doing? Kick the field goal. What game was even? It? 
even Duke and Elko, they went forward on, on fourth and three and rather than kicking the field yeah. goal. It's like, yeah, yeah. I saw it like four or five times over the weekend where it seems like the coach doesn't want to be responsible for decision-making anymore. So it's always anal- analytics say, say always go for it. You know, I think, I mean, there's a, there's a time and a place to be aggressive and to go for it. And there's, and there's a time and a place to take the points or to punt it. So I, we can go back to last week with Oregon, Washington, you know, uh, I, yeah. What game was it then that, that we were texting? I know, about? I, I, yeah, I, I remember it. We were texting it. I just don't remember what game it was. Was it Utah? No, I don't know. I don't know. But um, either way, hilarious. We're, and speaking of coaching, I feel like we should touch uh, the, on this topic. Where are you at? I mean, I, I, with Mike Houston, he should already be fired. Yeah. I think losing to Charlotte, that's probably the final straw. I, I'm actually kind of surprised we haven't heard anything yet. So I think he has to go. Um, Sean Clark, Clark, not too far behind. This is year <laughs> three or is it year four. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, man, come on. I think it's you four. Know. I think it's is four. It, I don't know. I got to double check on that. Yeah. I think, I think it's four, but um, uh, yeah, I mean those just catastrophic catastrophic. Uh, I mean, to me, East Carolina, you're in the AAC where they lose UCF, they lose uh, Houston, they lose Cincinnati, you know, short of Tulane and, and SMU, you should be in that mix based on your history. You're in year five. You should be right there with Tulane yes, and SMU yes, and UTSA yes. for sure. Your enrollment way bigger. You got more money than a lot of more fan money that coming in than a lot of other institutions. Mike Houston, I'm sorry. You, you're, you're, you should be canned tomorrow. And someone uh, brought up a good point. My, uh, Mike Rose, Gulf coast guru was saying, do you call Kerwin bell from Western Carolina? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I, I was thinking rich rod, but I mean, that that's another uh, interesting one there. I like um, it. Yeah. I don't know, but uh, okay. And then uh, where are we at? Grayson McCall's hit. I, I, here's link- where we do. Here's where we disagree a little bit. I thought it was a dirty play. The dude speared big time. I, he wasn't, even though it, I agree that it was a late slide and, and late slide should be penalized like 15 yards. If, if you do a late slide, you should be getting penalized, but that wasn't a natural body movement from the defender. I mean, he went head first, head down, you know, I, I, mean, I understand that, we used to call it spearing. That's what it was. Well, you know? my, see, but my problem is this. I believe he committed to it before McCall agreed to slide. So I think he's thinking I'm going to be hitting this guy like this, you know, head down, but with my, so I don't think he knew he was going to slide. I almost think even if he didn't slide, it, it would have been a weird tackle the defender because of just the way that he, he completely led with the top of his helmet. You well, know, I'm just so, glad the refs agreed with me. They didn't kick him out of the game. I'm always glad for that. Yeah, that should be yeah, a 15 yard yeah. penalty. Move along. Uh, all right, look, let's get to the weekday games. Unless there's uh unless there's uh, another thing you want to talk about. Nah, uh, let's pick some games. You know, the good thing about this week, there's only seven FBS on FBS weekday games, which is down by a couple from last week. But the largest spread is just seven or a half or eight points. What, whatever that spread is of that Jacksonville State game. So we got a lot of close spreads. Should be a lot of uh, you know, competitive games here. So it should be a lot of fun. Let's go. All right. But before I do that, I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just introduced uh, Scorchers. Go five for five and pick up Scorchers and enjoy a spicy hundred times payout. And for a limited time, Underdog has extended their first deposit bonus up to five hundred dollars. And every single Sunday, they're giving away a hundred grand. Yes, ten lucky players will win ten thousand dollars each and every Sunday. Uh, look, we're talking about dogs. I don't want to reveal my. I'm going to give you a Saturday dog because this episode is we're going to talk about the weekday games. A Saturday dog that I think is live is in Lawrence, Kansas, as the Jayhawks are catching ten, ten and a half points at home against these dare I say counterfeit Sooners. Um, anyway. Watch along, make some picks, maybe make a little extra cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $500. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by the NBA Gambling Podcast and their contest that they're doing. The NBA is back, and to celebrate, we're giving a NBA Gambling Podcast hoodie away. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog. All right. To submit a screenshot of you playing NBA underdog using our promo code SGPN and one random winner will get a NBA gambling podcast hoodie. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog. And remember as always folks to let it ride. All right. On Tuesday we head to 
Ruston, Louisiana. Where Hank Bach, you think Bachmeyer is going to get the start here? He came in last week um, because Turner, I think, was ineffective. So your guess is as good as mine, and I don't even know if it matters. Bachmeyer, you know, he was—he's not the quarterback he was what three years ago or something. So I think uh, that's one of the reasons why I like the uh, visiting Aggies. Uh, well, you know, I'm a Jerry Kill guy, and I've made up my mind. I think, and by the way, LaTeX leads this all-time series, I believe, uh, eight to four. Quickly trying to do a deeper dive on this one. Uh, did not get as much time to prep for this episode, but um, I believe, yeah, they've they the eight to four of the all-time series. But I have d- declared my favorite quarterback in college football. <laughs> he has a great nickname. <laughs> Diego pissing Pavia. <laughs> that's it. That's the one. <laughs> this guy's my favorite. All right. And I know last, I know the TCE account last, last year, Noah uh, kind of shit on him and, and Pavia answered him basically tell him and, and he might get that confused thinking that was me. I would never do such a thing, Diego. <laughs> All right. Uh, first off, did you guys know? I this didn't guy? see this. Why was uh, Noah talking shit about uh, a year Pavia? ago in the week zero matchup? He played Pavia played bad, and he listed like his favorite influences as a quarterback. And I guess okay. Noah capped that. This is a year, like a year, like thirteen months oh, ago. Okay. And then Pavia answered saying like something like. I don't know. So basically call it, <laughs> call it a mouth. Right. So, and, and then I, I answered and I was like, was I drinking and tweeted this? I don't remember tweeting this. Um, and I, Cause I'm like, and I'm like, no, I did it from the TCE account. Um, mm. Pavia is a fucking stud. All right. And he's uh, going to be the best player on the field, dude. Do you know, he is a three time state wrestling champ. Really? He's, he, dude's thick. Well, I, mean, I that, believe it. That's what I love. I don't know if you saw that clip from last week, when he's getting up from a first down and going like this for a first down, if you're watching youtube.com slash the college experience, um, the defensive back then gets in his way and kind of like brushes him with the shoulder and yeah. Pavia takes the football and bangs it into his face mask. Right. <laughs> and like keeps it there for until the, the, the defensive back throw. He's my favorite quarterback because this guy's a fucking, he's, he's a real dude. He's He'll a punch football you in the player, face. right? Yes. He, th- we have, he's basically Sammy ball. We have, we have, this is a real quarterback. This is the way a quarterback should be. You know Love what I mean? It. This guy, not only does he lead the team in rushing with four touchdowns, 525 yards rushing, he's got 16 touchdowns passing, five interceptions. Uh, Diego pissing Pavia and adding the fact that he pissed on his logos or his rival's uh, logo at midfield. That <laughs> is why he is the greatest. All right. And he's my favorite. Quarterback, uh, and, and that's why I'm not fate. Are you kidding me? I'll, and by the way, do I need to throw on top of this that I have a future? I have a shit ton of money on New Mexico State over five and a half wins. One so more, one more win. We they're, get they're this. Here, it's done. Sitting here at five and three, and you know, one more win, and they'll be going bowling for the second straight season. They'll be on the over. And by the way, I don't think La Tech's any good. You know, they're, they're three wins this year against UTEP, Northwestern state and FIU. Meanwhile, New Mexico state has won three in a row all by double digits. And, uh, and, and New Mexico state's a top 20 rushing team in the country. And, and La tech struggles to stop the run coming in at 125th in the country. So I think, uh, you know, your favorite line here, wrong team favored. I'm all over the Aggies. 100%. I think La tech is one of the 10 worst teams in the country. I know Max in there saying La Tech off a of bye week. They could be off. I don't give a shit how many days off they get. I think this team sucks ass, and I think Jerry Kill, one of the most underrated coaches in college football over the past twenty years, is going to have New Mexico State bowling at six and three. And by the way, I know they still host Middle Tennessee the following week, but I love the the end of the schedule because I think you're going to get some premier matchups as New Mexico State plays at the Hilltoppers. I think if the Hilltoppers beat Liberty, people thinking, oh, they're going to rematch. Don't watch out, watch out. New Mexico State could win that game. Then I even like at Auburn and home to Jacksonville State. <laughs> I, I'm having fun with Jerry Kill's squad uh, and, and Diego pissing Pavia. So I am all over the two and a half and the Aggies. Um, I'm gonna bet this too. So I mean, yeah. I, I guess let's, let's lock it let's up. Lock let's it start up. It, let's yeah. lock it up. Aggies. Aggies up. Let's go. Aggies up. This is this is it. This is what you do here with Aggies up. Those pistols, those sweet ass pistols, best logo in college football. 
All right, the flaming libs and Jamie Chadwell are hitting the road to Bowling Green, Kentucky, where Liberty won thirty to twenty-four the last time they played. But that was the COVID year with no fans. Um, you don't. A just, lot has changed since then. You don't just walk into LT Smith Stadium and just assume you're going to push the tops around, especially the tops coming off a loss. I think they're a live dog. I will take the five and the tops. I will sprinkle plus one seventy on the money line as well. Austin Reed, they lose to rich rod. I think it's a get right spot and uh, you know, it's a tough place to win. They, they know a thing or two about conference USA championships. So true. But you know, I've watched what's Kentucky now a few weeks in a row and this is not the same team. I kind of wonder if that offense has been figured out a little bit. You know, if you look at their passing stats, you know, they're still 30th in the nation passing 282 yards per game. Okay. So that sounds pretty good, right? Well, last year they were second best in the nation, 352 yards per game. The year before that, they were number one overall throwing for over 400 a game. And uh, you know, what's the guy's name? Austin Reed. He only has one game over 300 yards passing this season. It seems to me like that offense is kind of stalling out here. Um, as much as I do think Liberty is due to drop one, I don't know if this is it. I think Western Kentucky is a soft team. Well, and you Liberty on the road has actually been shitting on teams. I mean, at Buffalo, 55 27. At FIU, the airport, Hangar 5, 38 6. At Jacksonville State, 31 13. They have dominated on the road, but this is where, this is where they get had. Give me the tops and the points. And at least in one regard, this is kind of similar to the first game because you have a very good run team, Liberty, third best in the country, going up against a very bad team and stopping the run, Western Kentucky, 129th. That's why I'm going to go with both road teams here because I think, you know, a, a, a strong running game travels. And I think Liberty is just the more physical team. And I've been off on Western Kentucky. They lost last week. You know, they, they, they almost lost to La Tech when, when La Tech owned the second half against them. And I still think they didn't even look that good against Middle Tennessee State a couple of weeks ago. They took a while to pull away. So it almost seems like people have figured out this this Hilltoppers passing attack some. So I'm gonna lay the points with Liberty. Ooh, okay. I like this. We're having some difference. Uh all right, look, let's jump on over to uh to Tuesday's, uh, I'm sorry, Wednesday's action. Um one of the most exciting teams in college football to watch, Rich Rodriguez. The Jacksonville State Gamecocks heading to Tarmac Seven to take on the airport and Mike McIntyre. <laughs> what are you doing here, man? Eileen Richrod, man. They won nineteen to ten the last time they played, by the way, in two thousand twenty. This is at Ricardo Silva Stadium, but I think but here's the thing, McIntyre's always good as a dog, man. Um I will take Jacksonville State minus the eight. I think just I think they're better now. This one's tough. Jacksonville yeah. State is clearly the better team, and I, I feel like FIU was fortunate to win that game in overtime against Sam Houston State. They hit their over. They hit their over. That's true. Maybe they're celebrating, <laughs> but they're also getting kind of close to uh, bowling. They just need two more wins. Uh, but in that game last week, I think FIU scored like the first ten points of the game and the last thirteen points of the game. But they were over. They, they were outplayed for probably the the middle three quarters. <laughs> at the same time, you know the home dog is appealing here to at least cover. But I think I'm gonna ride with you and lay the points. I think. This game can still be close, but like Rich Rod opens it with five minutes left in the fourth. Zion Rebs sixty yard touchdown run or something like that. That, you know, gives the Jacksonville State like a ten to fourteen point win. You know what I mean? So that's the logic there for me. Um, I will say this is my least favorite of the Tuesday and Wednesday games. This is one from I feel a, least from, good from about. a gambling point of view. From a viewpoint, what's your favorite game to watch out of this? Is it what Liberty Western Kentucky? I think so. I think, you know, Western Kentucky has been the best team in this conference the last couple of years. Well, arguably, I mean, you know, maybe UTSA also, but uh, with the, with Liberty being seven and oh, I think that's must watch football for sure. Yeah. Uh, UTEP. <laughs> Someone tweeted us. I can't remember who my apologies on uh, forgetting the name of, I think actually, I think I know it actually hang on. Uh, this was a good tweet at us that, that I thought, I don't know that I can ever think of a time 
where this has happened, where uh, a team has been zero and five or zero and six, and that is that is Sam Houston State. And uh, I want to shout out. Sorry, I'm I'm taking I'm dragging ass a little bit to uh, to 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 make sure I get his name right. Um, but I can't recall a time where where you had two teams or back to back weeks with the zero and five team and zero and six team. And I think his name is Matt. Um, where uh, I can't find it. Where uh, you know they've they've been all favored, but yet been terrible. They've been winless, but yet still favored. And now we have that situation with Sam Houston State. Um, Sam Houston State's laying three and a half against your UTEP Miners. That was the how easy, how easy was the Battle of I ten win last 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 last. Oh uh, man, I'm kicking myself for being on the wrong side of that. That was a that was an awful pick by by yours truly. Your UTEP Miners are they your most hated team in college football this year? They're up there. They they were last week. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, when you know I threw in the towel on them and they, they turn around and, and beat FIU. By 13 on the road, I'm like, all right, you know, maybe they use that bye week to to regroup, but uh, they couldn't keep that momentum going, and they got beat down pretty bad, 28-7. Now here's the thing, Sam Houston State, winless against UTEP. All right, back in 1990, they lost 17-10 at the mm. Sun Bowl, and in 2003, they lost 59 to 14. So Ken, this is luckily though, it's at the Bear Claw on ESPN two. All right, take it on Sam Houston State. In Huntsville, Texas, I'm laying the three and a half. This team is the best. I honestly was thinking about this. I think this is the best, like zero and seven team I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> well, look, I mean, they are, in the last four games they've lost two in overtime. The other games they they could have beat Liberty. They were right there. They could have uh, beat Air Force. Air Force, BYU were close games. Dude, I agree. I'm taking Sam Houston State. This too. was a three-three game against Air Force in the fourth quarter. This team is a lot better than zero and seven. And how many games has Air Force won in a row now? Like twelve or something? Yeah, yeah. They have one of the biggest winning streaks in America. Uh, I mean, once again, do I pull up the BYU game in Provo? This was a seven-nothing game. BYU was up seven-nothing with five minutes left to go in the game. All right, or I don't know, eight minutes left in the game, whatever it was. Right in the fourth quarter. One score game. This team's better. They're getting it done right here. Lock it up. Lock it up. Are you in? You know, there's only two games. So, yes, I will bet this. Yes, I'm on Sam Houston. So, if you want to call it a lock, call it a lock. (laughs) Sure, sure. It's Um, tough. It's tough when they're 0 7, but, you know, some good fortune is coming their way. They're going to get a W one of these days. I think this is it. It is. It is. Now, we jump over to Thursday's action, but uh, before we do that, folks, I want to tell you that the college football experience weekday preview and picks episode is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HOFBets.com. Use that promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, we are back, and we have uh, you know, it's funny. I remember having Clay on, uh, Georgia Southern fan who also works the first down marker there. So watch it. You might be. We, we, we should ask him about spots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so he he says this is not a rivalry game because Georgia Georgia State just started their football program in 2013 or some shit like that. Or I think they've only played like what eight times ever or something. No, no, no. this will be the tenth meeting ever. Tenth right, okay. well, I was close. <laughs> now they are rivals on on the basketball court, but they they have a Wikipedia page for this rivalry. So what's it called? Does it have a nickname? Uh, they they uh, not really. It's just the Georgia Southern the Southern State rivalry. That's kind of lame. Southern state. We, we need something cool here. We need a trophy to be handed back and forth. If you want to make it a robbery, you got to get a, a nickname and a trophy. Isn't that a store called Southern States? I think it is where you like get like mulch and shit. I think you might be right. Yeah. Lumber. Yeah. Something like that. Definitely. Definitely get some lumber at Southern States. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. This is a huge game though. 
as far as, you know, you know, JMU folks, they're not eligible. This stupid fucking rule. JMU is like the best team in the Sun Belt the past two years. And, and they're not eligible. They're not eligible to play in the Sun Belt Championship. And that means I think you can make the case that the winner of this is going to have the inside track on winning the Sun Belt. Uh, maybe ODU, but Georgia Southern's two and one. Georgia State's three and one. Georgia State just beat the the Raging Cajuns of, of Louisiana for the first time ever. And here we were ready to follow fire Sean Sean Elliott. He's making us look like fools. Shout out to him. I never wanted to fire. I'm just saying yeah. I thought they might. Right. Um unbelievable game that I think this is the best game of the week. And like I, I Liberty Western Kentucky's awesome. But Georgia State, Georgia Southern, I think is even better. And the game's better because it's it's at Georgia Southern because games yeah. at Georgia State are kind of tough to watch. You know, there's no crowd. Fair. It's yeah, there's just no atmosphere whatsoever. So uh, I do like this game as you know. Hopefully, the rivalry continues to grow and get better and better. Uh, I'm I'm curious as to what side you're on though. I think Georgia State has sold you. I think you're going to go Panthers. I think I am too. But this is a this place is gonna be lit. I think I gotta go Southern man. I think I think it is too tough of an environment. I understand, and the fact that State just had their first win ever against Louisiana, and I don't know if you caught the end of that game. They were up twenty nothing on Louisiana. Yeah. Louisiana scored seventeen on answer, got down to the five yard line, and State picked them off in the end zone. Pretty awesome fortunate game. to pull that out. So I think I'm gonna go back. The, the the real deciding factor here, because it's a tough game, man. This is a toss up. My the why why I went Georgia Southern and why I agree with you is one thing you said for a long time. The second of back to back road trips is always tough, even if this is only a couple hours down the road. Still, that's tough. I'm gonna go Eagles. I think uh, they surprise some people, even though they're favored. I think I think Georgia State is getting more of the headlines this year. So uh, I think Southern wins this. Do you know that Georgia State has won three straight? Yeah, that's that's shocking to me. Makes it makes it's it a li- little little shocking to me. I clearly clearly Sean Elliott makes this game a point of emphasis. And the other thing that makes the second of back to back road trip even tougher is that it's a short week, only five days, a lot of travel in those five days. I think uh, I think that's why Georgia Southern wins. I'm with you. Southern wins. Huge game. Uh, best game of the of the weekday slate. You could argue this one could be the best. Syracuse. Heading to Blacksburg, Virginia, where the last time they played was a fucking classic. You remember the last time they played Syracuse Bats was down double digits in the fourth quarter through like a game winning, almost a hail Mary, but it wasn't like a hail Mary. It was just like, he found a guy wide open for like a 70 yard touchdown. This so this game, is a, is old Atlantic versus old coastal. So it probably oh, wasn't last year. Is it a couple oh, years ago? Was they have like 21, 21? I'm sorry. Two 21? years ago. Okay. Uh, that this is uh, old Big East foes too. They've been playing since That's the true. 1960s. Um, Syracuse leads the all-time series. I think a lot of people might think Virginia Tech leads the all-time series. Yeah, that's kind of surprising. Yeah, uh, Lane Stadium. Look, Thursday night is great because Georgia Southern, um, great fans, great mid-major fans. Blacksburg, great fans. So we're gonna have great college football fans out. Oh, college yeah. football will be in full force Thursday night. Um, the Hokies are laying two and a half. I'm buying in to the Hokies. I know this is fascinating because you have you know Brent Pry, who's a uh, you know who is a uh, Bud Foster defense guy, and then you have Rocky Long. And we had Bud Foster on this show, and I was like, I think I asked him. We've had Foster on a couple times, and great guy. And I asked him what are the the teams he's watching outside of like the Hokies. And he was like, I think to quote him, it was something to the fact of he is like, I like watching my defensive coaches that I love. And he, at the time, Gary Patterson was still at TCU. Yeah. And he said, I, I circle out Gary Patterson, any Gary Patterson game I want to watch. Uh, and then he said, Rocky Long. He was like, anything Rocky Long's doing, he's always cutting edge with his defenses. I love watching Rocky Long defenses. So now you have Rocky Long taking on. Essentially, Bud Foster's guy, Brent Pry. Fascinating game, but I do lean Hokies because that home edge. And the fact that everyone's injured for Syracuse, Ronda Gadsden uh, is out for the year. And uh, they, they lost their back, uh, their other tight end, who's a beast, Stephen Mahar, I think it was, out for the year. Their wide receiver Trevor Penna out, for, it, it, you know, I think for the season, if not indefinitely. Um, well, what are you doing here? 
Yeah, I think uh, you know Virginia Tech is is slowly getting a little bit better. They're they're making some strides. It, it might just be baby steps, but the emergence of Kyron Jones at quarterback is making that offense at least decent. And what we don't have, we have no idea why he wasn't starting from the get go. Why they 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 started this year with Grant Wells under center again is mind boggling because Jones is definitely better, and you've seen that the last few weeks here. Uh, both teams coming off a bye. You know Syracuse needed the bye because they had a pretty tough gauntlet of three games before the bye. They were home Clemson at UNC at Florida state. They dropped all three, got blown out in the last two. So they really needed the bye to get healthy, even though some of those injuries were season long and they're not getting those guys back. Um, but yeah, ultimately the fact that Virginia tech is kind of trending upward and they're at home, you know, Thursday night at lane. And the fact that Cuse is trending downward, I think you have to go Hokies. Yeah. I think this is going to be my Thursday lock. Give me the Hokies minus the points at home. I definitely feel better about this one than Georgia Southern. So I'll ride with you. Let's go Thursday night on ESPNU. What if I told you folks, if you follow the celebration bowl, right? Which is the swag against the Miak for the black national championship every single year. First off, it's an awesome game. You should check it out. And uh, these Dion and and Jackson State went to the national championship the past two years. Well, two years ago, Buddy Pugh in South Carolina State pulled off the big upset against against Dion and company. Last year, it was Davis Richard and North Carolina Central pulling off the big time upset. These two on ESPNU playing in a critical conference game. Buddy Pugh, le- coaching legend. He's announced that he's hanging it up after the year. He's in his like 40th season. I feel like with the program and uh, this is a rivalry that goes back to 1927, 1927. This is why FCS underrated, very underrated South Carolina state though. They've been a mess all year, three and four, right? But you know, they're out the gate. They lose the Jackson state by 30. Right, that was in week zero. Then Biff Pogey and Charlotte get him by three touchdowns. All right, twenty-four to three. Georgia Tech puts it on them, but then South Carolina State beats the Citadel in that rivalry game against the SoCon. They beat Virginia Lynchburg. Then they lost to Tennessee Tech, but they have won three or four. They beat Delaware State last week, thirty-five-seven. And then you have, to me, like one of the. I, this is what I mean by like East Carolina sucks. Davis Richards, an awesome quarterback for North Carolina central. You could, you couldn't pick up the phone and see if he wanted some, some, some opportunities to come. Maybe now we're down the road. Give a uh, chance, dude. That guy's a stud. He's a fucking (laughs) stud. Uh, They're laying 20 points. Central is now these FCS lines move a shit ton. So buckle up folks. South last time they played last year, South Carolina state and buddy Pugh pulled off the upset 26, 24 classic rivalry, get, you know, spot there as everyone thought central was going to win that one. Buddy Pugh got the upset looking for a revenge spot. 20 points is a gigantic number. I actually think by the time this is released, I would expect it to be more like 15, 16, 17. But uh, what are you doing here? Look, I mean, usually I go with NC central, which is right up the road from me. But uh, they were sluggish last week against Morgan State, only only winning sixteen ten. I think they were laying double digit uh, points in that as well. So I think in this kind of rivalry game where South Carolina State season hasn't gone according to plan, you know, I think this is their Super Bowl. If they can knock off the six and one North Carolina Central, you know, that's going to mean everything for them. So I think they at least keep it close and 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 definitely cover this this big line. I agree. I agree. I will take the points. And Buddy Pugh, he's been coaching for a long time for a reason. But then you have on CBS Sports Network, folks, the fucking Long Island Sharks. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Who, by the way, I don't understand what's happening with the fucking Long Island Sharks because I, I lost a lock on them last week. So give me, let me get this straight. Long Island had a decent year last year. It was their first way, their first year kind of breaking through. Uh, they lose at Ohio week one, 27 10. You're thinking that's not bad because Ohio's a 10 win team from the Mac a year ago. Week two, they lose at Bryant letdown spot after the Ohio game. Bryant was decent last year. Okay. Then at Baylor 30 to seven, that's not even that bad of a loss at Baylor. So you're thinking 
the fucking sharks are probably a lot better than their record. Then they take on Duquesne, which by the way, Duquesne now looking like they're going to be the, the team with the auto bid to the FCS playoffs. They lose to Duquesne 31, 28 last second field goal by Duquesne to win the game. So you're thinking this long Island team. Oh, and four is pretty much better than what we think. And they prove it the very next week. They beat sacred heart by 10 and you're thinking, okay, but then they lose to Maine 24, 13. And then what the fuck was last week? Now Ooh. I took, I took, uh, you know, uh, I'm sorry. I, I think I opened this up. I actually took Mary Mac and the points, but I thought long Island would win the game. They lost 39, nothing to Mary Mac. What the hell is happening now to fucking shocks. Now on the other side of this, this is the one I lost central Connecticut state beat Wagner in a game. I thought Wagner was definitely going to win. Some say they're the real blue devils up there in central Connecticut state. Um, this, this, I see this line being, uh, th- and by the way, so the fucking long Island shocks are traveling to new Britain, Connecticut to take on central Connecticut state. And I see the line being long Island minus five and a half, which, you know, you would think central Connecticut state three and four, the fucking shocks one and six. Uh, why, why, why would you have that? Now last year they did play long Island one twenty nine, twenty. So the fucking shocks, uh, you know, covered la- covered this number essentially last year. I How am- many times have you said that in this preview? <laughs> I just love saying it, right? Hey, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but I'm taking Long Island. the The line is telling me that's weird. They're laying five and a yeah. half. Give I'm me the, lay f- the points also. Yeah. They, they they bounced back from that ugly loss to Merrimack. Give me the fucking shocks. That should still be the. They were the Blackbirds, but that was too offensive, so they changed it to the fucking <laughs> shocks. Um. That's on CBS Sports Network, folks. So we all get that game. All right. Buckle up. All right. Now we jump over to Friday's action. Once again, college football failing us this Friday with just one game. Luckily, luckily, it's Biff Pogey. We get the legend, Biff Pogey, taking on Tom Herman. Florida Atlantic heading into Charlotte, Jerry Richardson Stadium. All right. Hilarious. Um, <laughs> this line's dropping some. Last time, last year, Florida Atlantic won by thirty, but there wasn't Biff Pogey on that sideline. Uh, Florida Atlantic's laying four and a half at Charlotte. Charlotte's got a really good defense. They held ECU to like 120 yards of offense, but I think that might be more of Mike Houston being terrible. Um, I'm on. I'm going chalk. I'm. I'm. Give me Florida Atlantic minus four and a half. I think it can be close for three quarters. FAU's yeah. going to open it up. FAU's the better offensive team. That's the difference. They get it done. At at the rich, what are you doing here? Yeah, I mean, first off, you have to applaud Biff Pogey because he has made the 49ers competitive in his very first year. I mean, even the games against like Florida, you know, only twenty-two to seven. Uh, Georgia State was pretty close. SMU was kind of close. So, you know, there, he is making some strides there. But you have to think FAU is light years ahead as a program than Charlotte right now, talent-wise. And I like the fact that FAU is coming. You know, into this game, losing last week to UTSA, while Charlotte just had that big in-state win over ECU. I'm with you. I'm gonna lay the points. It opened at six. Now it's down to four, four and a half. Yeah, yeah. So, so the early money's coming in on Charlotte, but uh, now I'm gonna ride FAU. All right, and then Friday we do have an Ivy League game. These are a lot of fun. This is on ESPNU. Where you know the Ivy League's been wacky. We thought Harvard was looking like the best team, and then the Princeton Tigers pull off the upset in that huge game. After Harvard had looked great in the FCS, now uh, this is an interesting one because uh, Brown is heading to Franklin Field. This is, in my opinion, in my opinion, this is one of the best stadiums in in America that we have. I actually think we should play one of our college football playoff games at Franklin Field, folks. <laughs> the Eagles have played here. Uh, this is a classic. Honestly, Google image this thing, man. This stadium is incredible. Why Check. can't Temple just play here too? Yeah, why well, everybody should play. We should play. I'm telling you, college football has these awesome stadiums that they ignore. This is one of the best stadiums in America for a football game. Period. I don't care if it's NFL. I don't. Oh, the Eagles should play here. Fuck, they should play at least one game a year here. They played here for a long time. They should do that anyway. Uh, Penn is five and one, and uh, just p- there were dogs at Yale. They went up to the Yale Bowl, got it done by ten. And then Brown, who I was, I was kind of high on Brown. 
they lay an egg against Jamison Wang and the big red of Cornell. Cornell wins 36, 14. Now this series dates back to 1895. They've been playing this since fucking 1895 and Penn has been whooping their ass for the most part. 60. They have what a, uh, they have a, what uh 38 all time game lead on, uh, on Brown. Once again, they've been playing so many fucking times. Um, but how about this Brown won last year, 34, 31. So when I see this line sitting there at Penn minus nine, I say, give me the points and the Brown bears because all day long, yes. too many points. These Ivy League games, you never nine points is like three touchdowns almost. Right, it, especially it, when Brown has a connection like quarterback Jake Wilcox to receiver Wes Rocket. Love that, yeah. And now with Rocket Sanders out, he's the real Rocket, Wes Rocket. And <laughs> look, last 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 week, Wilcox had his worst game of the season: three touchdowns. Or I'm sorry, three interceptions, two touchdowns. That was the difference in them losing so bad to Cornell. Go back to previous weeks, he played really good in all of those outings. I think Wilcox, you know, has a great game. I like taking the Brown Bears plus the points at at legendary Franklin Field, folks. Maybe uh, a little sprinkle too. Y'all sprinkle that money line. Sprinkle that money line. Let's go. Uh, all right, folks. That concludes the picks port of our of our segment here. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the College Football Experience. On or, or give us a follow on Twitter at TCE on SGPN, NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. Uh, so wait, did I say two underscores? NC underscore underscore, underscore. N I C K. I can't fucking talk. I won't get one free. There you go. I'm on Twitter at the, the Colby D. Give us a follow and remember to check out the FCS College Football Experience as we we talk FCS there for every conference, every game. Also, the, this show, the College Football Experience, and the College Basketball Experience. So I don't know if folks realize. And see Nick that uh, season tips two weeks away, <laughs> two weeks, man. Every year it like sneaks up on you. You're like what? Really? There's basketball in two weeks. Yes. And uh, we had a great story of uh, Indiana's star freshman getting arrested at a taco bell. Cause he wouldn't leave. <laughs> now there could be a lot of scenarios there. A, you know, you could possible diarrhea situation where you're in the bathrooms. You say, I'm not going out. <laughs> we've, we've all been there. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Like the, 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 the crew has closed down shop and you're just like, no, 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 I'm not leave. going out into that world right now. I ain't done yet. This happened to me in Dublin, Ireland. I, I like, I couldn't, I was supposed to, I had the hotel reservation at a different city and I was like, no, 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 no. It wasn't Dublin. Wait, where was it? It was uh, it was Galway. It was Galway. Galway. Yeah, Ga- yeah Galway, I- I- Ireland. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm staying. I don't give a shit. This, they're like, oh, the rooms are d- double the. Pr- I don't care. I'm not leaving this fucking room. <laughs> Charge right. you whatever you want. <laughs> uh, so maybe there's that situation. Uh, hilarious. We're, m- more on that story on the college basketball experience. Uh, but subscribe and also check out the sports gambling podcast live uh, every single every single Friday from Las Vegas at at Veasan. Uh, or on Veasan, I should say V S I N Brent Mu- Brent Musburger's network. If you get if you have YouTube TV, you have Veasan, folks. So uh, check us out every Friday night. And uh, look, if you're watching on YouTube, s- stay stay put. We're doing our DFS part of the show right now. So hang tight. All right, uh, all right.